When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's talk about altcoins versus Bitcoin, because I know you made a ton of money in crypto, specifically altcoins, DeFi, NFTs. Now you're kind of just sitting in cash. Um, What is like, would you recommend people hold them for the long term, invest in them for the long term? Altcoins are shit. Okay. So they're shit because you're investing in in like ICOs and you're basically investing into like pre-seed companies that you don't know if they're going to do something or not. I run things in cycles, right? So I'm not married to any token, any project, any founder. I'm not a fanboy of anybody, dude. Yeah. I'm here to make my money and I'm out. Yeah. So I run on momentum, right? So if I understand that momentum plays are going to go towards DeFi, I'm going to position myself in DeFi before everybody else positions themselves in DeFi. So we were already playing DeFi in 2019, bro. Mm. When Uniswap just launched, like we were on, on all the DEXs. We were running liquidity pools. We were well-informed. So when CZ from Binance go, hops on Clubhouse and says, Oh yeah, there's this project that Binance is partnering with called Pancake Swap. You know, they wanna we were gonna launch our own chain to compete with Uniswap. I said, I'm gonna bet on this motherfucker, bro. This guy took BNB token when I bought it at two dollars in 2017 to six hundred. Wow. This guy's gonna push liquidity into his own decks sure. so that he can run his BUSD and his BNB token pumps. Mm. So I put most of my net worth into Pancake Swap. Um, over like the the exp- the expense the extension of like a year and a half. Yep. And it, it ended well, up pretty well. What was your multiple on that? At least 20x, 25. Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty good play. And that was most of your network. My four, yeah, but it was in transitions, right? So I would come in, come out. Because remember, bro, the beautiful thing about DeFi is you had staking pools. Mm-hmm. So I would say buy my pancake swap token, Cake, Yep. Uh, which is tatted on my neck because it was obvious. And I would stake it yeah. and I would stake it there. I, I, there was one point where it was like 5,000% APY. So I was printing cake a day. Seems like a Ponzi. It is a Ponzi. <laughs> Everything is a Ponzi, brother. It's all a Ponzi. It's true. The dollar's a Ponzi. Yep. Bitcoin is a Ponzi. Uh, everything's a Ponzi. Why? Because you're reliant on hoping that the next guy will buy it off of you for a little bit more than you bought it for. Yep. And if somebody buys it off of you for less than you bought it for, then you get upset. Because yep. you're like, ah, shit, it's not worth that much. So it's all intrinsic. It's all a Ponzi. It's a Ponzi based off of what? Good faith and trust. Mm. Just like the FDIC. Yep. The FDIC is insured by what? The good faith and credit of the United States of America. Your FDIC is insured by what? Air. Everything is insured by air. So mm. now I was like, okay, might as well just be, be, uh, make my plays on momentum. Halfway through the bull run, I said, shit is looking scammy, dude. Like there's these actors coming out creating tokens that are going to two, three, five billion dollar valuations, market caps in months. How? It makes no sense. So then I started looking into how inflated uh, currencies were being pushed with regards to exchange tokens and uh, DAO tokens and holding tokens or voting right tokens. For example, FTT, mm-hmm. right? Or Solana. Yep. And I was, when was it? I think it was 2020. I heard about Solana and it was at $4. And just the name alone, the ecosystem just sounded like an absolute fraud. And then 
another one that I shorted that I made a lot of money was TUSD, Terra. Yep. Um, that was your biggest short, wasn't it? Well, my biggest short was uh, Luna. Mm. Was it Luna? Yeah, you said, what was it, like 50K to was it Luna? 3 million? Yeah, it was Luna and, and yeah, it was uh, Luna. UST. Yeah, UST. And the reason I knew UST was a scam, I just looked at the logo. I looked at the, I swear, I swear to you, it was a logo of a world and a US flag on top. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this? Who's going who's gonna to put their dollars into this thing? And then I started looking at the fact of how they were managing their basket of assets mm. and their stability was based on the most unstable currencies. Basket of assets with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana. Their own tokens were the foundation for the currency. It was absolutely like ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. It was stupid. So I had all these basket of assets that were inflated. And I was like, Bitcoin's obviously going to go under 65000 which means this dollar pegging, yeah. unless the guys know how to trade like absolute animals and control the market, yeah. they're going to lose money. Yeah. Therefore, TUSD is going to lose money. Yeah. So I just shorted the fuck out of it. 50K yeah. to two point one to 2.6 million, I forget the exact number. Wow. In five days. That's a big I mean, I called it publicly too. I saw I called it publicly. You can it go was, on your highlights. It was Solana 106 yep. or 116, I forget the exact number, it's been so long. And I shorted that five days, dude. I made the call publicly and I told people, this shit is going to zero. I didn't think it was going to implode so quickly. Yeah. I thought it was gonna slow rug. It was a one day. But that shit was crazy. Do you know what happened with Do Kwan yesterday? He got arrested. But you know what they found in his body? A ledger. A ledger in his Motherfucker ain't a ledger, bro. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine, imagine being so botted about money that you give up your freedom for it. Like, a, like you have to put a, a, what is it, a ledger up your ass. It was a treasure, actually. Even worse. <laughs> and thicker, bro. Even worse. So this motherfucker is in a situation where his entire life now revolves around a couple coins that are imaginary. It makes no sense. He's going to jail, bro. So now I'm like George Soros, bro. I'm in the business of shorting fucking Ponzi's and yeah. scams. Yeah. Because it's all, bro, 90% of the shit's out there's a scam. Yeah. Look at what just happened with Square and Cash App. Yep. All their numbers are inflated. I lost 40 Gs on that trade. Yeah. But their numbers are all inflated. They're all a bunch of scamming rats. So what I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to find the scammers and I'm just going to bet against them. I did the same thing with... Uh, what was the walking Ponzi in crypto? They had a token. Oh, on Solana? It the, was uh, the one that had like the shoes? Steppin. It was Steppin. Uh-huh. And what was their token called? I forget. It was some bullshit token. Yeah. I'll give you the premise of their product so that you understand how gimmicky it is and how easy it was to short. Their premise is you need to mint an NFT that costs $700 in order to use those uh, that NFT to give you access to walk to earn. That's what they called it. Walk to earn. Dude, my trainer was doing it. You walk your steps. He's making 400 bucks a day. And you earn money. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck? How's that sustainable? And then I realized that what they were doing is they were taking the N the initial NFT sale in order to participate using that revenue to pay out people that were walking. Classic. So then I was like, what happens when no more people buy the original NFT? Sure. There's no more liquidity to pay people out. Yeah, no new money. So now people are left with all these bullshit expensive NFTs yep. and walking days to pay for it. Days. It made no sense. I was like, I'm going to short the fuck out of it. I think it was GMT. GMT is what it was called. Yep. It was at $1.67 short. It was half a million dollars short. Wrote it to about 47 cents. Made Jeez. a million bucks on that trade. Jesus. But it was easy. Because yeah. obviously, when you understand the fundamentals of how they're trying to make money or what their product value is, yeah. it doesn't work. Sure. People need to be incentivized financially to work out. Yep. That's not sustainable.
So, so I love what you do. And the reason why I came to the Capital Club when I found you on Instagram is because you talk so openly about the Ponzi's. And I've always had this mindset. Uh, I never got an altcoins. I never traded shit coins. But what I did do wrong was I knew they were Ponzi's mm. and I did not take advantage and short them and profit monetarily. Um, so that's something that I looked up for you too. Um, but what I wanted to ask you was for someone like me who understands Bitcoin, it's scarce, $21 million imploding. This is somewhere I can store my wealth. Do you think for me selling some in the next bull run when the greed gets crazy is a smart move? Or yes, yeah. yes, because you need to be fluid. Yeah. You need to, pos- bro, you're not, you can't be a Bitcoin fanboy. You need to be a Colin fanboy. Bitcoin is here to make Colin win, mm. not Colin here to make Bitcoin win. Mm. So I'm using Bitcoin to get rich. I don't give a fuck if one day I have to move all my money to Singaporean dollars or to some bullshit currency, or if one day Litecoin becomes the world reserve currency. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to move it accordingly. My job is to do three things. Create wealth, multiply it, and preserve it. So you run through three cycles. First is creating. It's very hard to create money or create wealth inside of the markets because most people lose. Mm-hmm. So you need to create wealth outside of the markets, a business, a job. Then you multiply your money. You can't multiply your money through work because you only have X amount of hours, yeah. but you multiply it through investing. So create money, whatever money you're willing to lose, invest it to multiply it, and then what? Understand where cycles start and finish, and then you go into preservation. Mm. You sell, and you stay on cash. Today I was reviewing uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway portfolio of the 90s and the early 2000s, just to understand how he was thinking. Sure. And there was times, there was years where he was 50% cash. I'm talking tens of billions of dollars. There was years where the market was roaring, and he was in 50% cash. Wow. Why? Because he's playing the long-term game. He's waiting for the crash. He's waiting, bro. And he's playing the long-term game because, yeah, sure, you make make 10% here, 30% here. But you don't also want to be the guy whose net worth is fluctuating millions of dollars because that's it's, what happened. To me. Exactly. I round tripped it. So you, you go, you're doing like this. I, right? I, per, I, I made, I multiplied, and then it went down. I exactly. didn't get to the last and one. And that's where you multiply and preserve. Because I listened to everyone on Twitter. I listened to Fuck all the Twitter heads. I listened bro. to all the Bitcoin maxis, and you know, I thought, you know what? Hey, I'm open for waiting for 10 years because I know where Bitcoin's going. But now in this, you know, year bear market, I did not get to take advantage and buy Bitcoin at 15K. I had to basically just survive. Yeah. I couldn't thrive. Yeah. Um, you had to stick it out. I had to stick it out, bro. It was one of the hardest things I ever did. And, and I asked you, you know, should I, should I sell here? And it was at like, what, 20K? And, and you were like, like, no, not well. at this. <laughs> yeah, you missed it. <laughs> I was so, like, you should have sold before, bro. Might yeah. as well sit on it. Yeah. So, so. Would you say for me, next cycle, um, you know, is it something where you would trade sh- like shit coins again? Or would you I would, just- I would, I would find, so I, first I would never invest in old altcoin projects. So things that have already had their like boom, like I would never buy Solana again. Or like, PancakeSwap. I would never buy AVAX. Why? I might buy, buy PancakeSwap because they're actually currently fucking savages and they actually work, they have a ton of money and they're still really backed by Binance. Yeah. That's the only one because DeFi and is still such a big space. But big projects that used to be like hot, like AVAX and Solana, these projects that were like the household names, I'm never gonna invest there's in There's gonna be one. new ones, right? Exactly, because there's all gonna be the new hype. The yeah. new hype's gonna be AI integration, all this gimmicky bullshit. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna figure out who are the winners, who are the guys that know how to market, who are the guys that know how to push momentum, who are the guys that are connected with the market makers and the exchanges, invest in those companies, bet on those people. And once I start seeing cracks in the, in the system, Sell, 
and short the fuck out of it, dude. For our viewers watching this, how do you find those projects? What is your thought process and you know the actionable items that you do in order to, to locate those people, those projects? And then how do you sell? Because you told me you know, your very simple method of when you know how to sell those little you know, points or notifications that come up in life where you're like, I'm out. Yeah, so what I would say is I look at macro trends. I don't even look at crypto to know if I'm gonna buy or sell crypto. Wow. Like I look first, I look at the US dollar. Yeah. What's, what's the strength of the US dollar? Are we printing more money? Are we not printing more money? Mm-hmm. That's very simple right there because why? Money sometimes I believe is finding a place to go. And I think that partially crypto was created as a place to siphon over a lot of the f- leftover fiat currency because there's so much in the system. Sure. Bro, that shit went to $2 trillion. Yep peak market cap 2.5 that's a lot of money yeah that's a lot of dollars and now instantly wiped right out so what i'm seeing is market pumps yeah with u.s dollar inflation they inject capital in their banks hedge funds because remember they're getting loans at zero percent oh yeah 0.1, 0.5 Zer- what do you think they're dumping that shit Fucking they're dumping crypto, it on the markets everything and then what are they doing running promos running ads hyping the running shit campaigns out. uh running news outlets running interviews uh, sponsoring Tom Brady, sponsoring Tom Brady, and then the motherfuckers rug you. The motherfuckers rug you. In, right in when the Super Bowl daylight. ads come out. In broad out. daylight. People yeah. are buying this Wonderland Time bullshit-ass token. I remember I was in Puerto Rico, and Wonderland Time was this, this token on, on AVAX chain. Yeah. And it was this token that basically would let you yield uh, money, but it was like 14,000% APY. Like a, clearly That a seems sustainable. So I'm with one of my buddies in Puerto Rico and it was at $25 million market cap before anybody really knew about it. And we're like, dude, we should totally get in it because it's a fork of another project called OHM. OHM. Yep. And that project did really well. And we started seeing this pick up traction on the AVAX chain. So we put in five, uh, we put in 55K each wow. into that. It was like Hail Mary. That shit runs up to $770. Then I start seeing all the YouTubers talk about it. They're like, dude, this guy that created this, this, this Wonderland time thing, he's the new DeFi god. Like everybody starts dumping, pouring their money. I start seeing TikToks. What am I gonna do with my 14,000% APY? Well, I'm gonna be depositing $30,000 and my return will give me enough to buy a Lambo monthly payment. And I started seeing TikToks like this. Oh, boy. Sold, done, out of it. Market <laughs> implodes. I get into it and I think about like, or something like that. And it rides up to like 11,000 or something crazy per token. And I remember at 9, 10, 11,000, everybody was putting their money in. Everybody was talking about it. As soon as everybody started talking about it, I left. Tell me when you sold, uh, I think you sold everything at this point, maybe all your Bitcoin, but I think one of the FaZe clan guys hit you up or something. Yeah, so one of the founders of FaZe hit me up and this was when DeFi was going crazy. Yep. And he hit me up and he's like, should I buy SafeMoon? And I was like, fuck, bro. It's and this was literally right before the first dump. Do you yeah. remember the first dump? Yeah, the first yeah, yeah. 50, it was literally right before that. Wow. Maybe like two weeks. Wow. And that's when I got rid of all my cake and then I rebought at $20. So that shit spiked, rebought at like, no, $8. Rebought at $8 and ran that back up to 36 And the reason I did that was all the noobs were getting in. The exit liquidity. There's no way a guy whose entire life is based around gaming and entertaining people knows anything about financial uh, management knows anything about risk and reward ratios when he's out here asking me if SafeMoon is worth buying because he's trying to make an extra couple bucks. Mm. That was the first one. And then the ultimate market crash 
was when an influencer came to me. He's like, bro, I've been talking to all the uh, leading teams, uh, like the founding team from uh, Shiba. Yeah. Shiba Inu, that basically was like the Doge competitor. Wait, if you, I can't say it in public, but I'll tell you afterward who owns the project. Mm. Insane, insane insider shit. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, I got a phone call from this guy. They're dumping the entire market. And that's when Shiba Inu had an entire explosive run up. Yep. And all the influencers dumped on everybody, bro. Yep. I, I, I know it because I saw everybody do it. I was like, mm, let me get out. And I got out. So yep. it's really understanding when the noobs come in, you leave. Yep. When nobody's in, you jump in. Yeah. And that's it. So when it's boring, you just get in when it's boring. When it's scary, dude. Why wouldn't you? Like, I got out of crypto completely because there is no, it doesn't feel safe. Yeah. Right? Especially. But I'm still going to short the fuck out of this thing. Sure. And I did and it went well. I feel like I could have done a lot better, um, but I'm happy.